welcome to episode 32, the Super Bowl episode of Roll of the Credits podcast with Aaron and Brian. And on this week's episode, obviously, it is very Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. Um, very much about that. So, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to preface off the top that we are going to have a spoiler review after our Marvel rankings uh, at the end of the show. Our normal review will not have spoilers in it. So, if you haven't seen the film, don't worry. Um, we will also mention it before we actually do it later on. There will be a pause as well I'll throw in there um to assure you folks that you don't actually stumble into it if you haven't seen it so that's the least the least i can do for for everybody but we definitely want to talk about it a bit Got it. i know a lot of people have seen it this weekend i'm it's shattering <laughs> records obliterated them. uh it's... yeah i mean it's it's way out there so we will have a bit of a discussion later on then um Feel free to listen to it if you've seen it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I don't suggest it, but I mean, it, it's up to you. I'm it. not <laughs> going to tell you what to do. Um, or even, you know, pause the episode and come back to it after you've seen Endgame um, and have a little discussion. Uh, and we'll get into that later. Uh, like usual, we'll start at the top with news um, and then we'll go into a review. We are ranking all 22 Marvel films. Cinematic Universe films at the end. Uh, we won't do it in a typical fashion where we do one by one because that'll take forever to do. It's too long. Uh, too we'll long. be doing it in like sets of five or so for up until the top ten, and then we'll rattle off our top ten as we normally do. Uh, and then after that, the spoiler review, and then the end song, and that'll be the episode. Um, so I'm very excited for this one. I know you are as well, Brian. So excited. We both saw it twice. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, to get us kicked off, Brian, uh, obviously I know your week's been great because of Endgame, but anything else interesting <laughs> happened for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was great definitely seeing that Thursday night and then yesterday evening. But uh, actually, I was up in Williamsport yesterday for uh, my brother's bachelor bachelor party. He's getting married in a couple of weeks. So that was fun. Went out after dinner, went on a nice hiking, uh, went to this brewery. It was good times. Sounds like a fun time. Uh, congrats to Brandon on his well, future marriage here shortly. Um, In, uh, three weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, not really anything interesting in my part. Like I said, I saw Avengers twice this week. Uh, <laughs> That's all two that completely different theatrical um, showings in so many different ways. Uh, and I'll talk about that later, but. Yeah, outside of that, nothing really uh, huge on my end. Uh, we are getting ready for a pretty big month in movies. Uh, oh, not great. to say this wasn't, but uh, we're finally starting to get into the meat and potatoes part of the year here uh, as we <laughs> reach into the summertime. And I, if you check out our social media pages right before we recorded here on Sunday, I posted our uh, review schedule for the next month if you're interested. And there will be movies that we do plan on seeing this upcoming month that aren't listed there. Um, and we'll review those at times, but those are just the kind of major points that ones. we're trying to hit the, the big ones that we know for sure are going to be wide releases uh, as we've yeah. been spurned by that before. Um, anyway, we'll get into news here. Top thing I have here. Leonardo DiCaprio is set to starring Guillermo del Toro. Um, his upcoming film nightmare alley. 
Uh, it is a remake on a 1947 film of the same name, which I've never heard of before. So this is very much out of left field <laughs> for me. Uh, DiCaprio will play the lead, a carnival showman who rises to fame by pretending to talk to the dead as a medium. Um, I mean, obviously, man, uh, and this is quite a team up because I never really imagined uh, DiCaprio and Del Toro teaming up. I know they're two very prominent people in their um, separate professions there, director um, and actor. But I'm interested in it. I'll actually have to look into what this Nightmare Alley is beforehand just to kind of get a gist of it. And also, that I mean, that reading the, the part that he's playing, that does not strike me as a DiCaprio role, so I'll be very interested to see uh, how that pans out. But uh, obviously I'm going to watch it, so I don't really have anything else to say on that. Yeah, I mean, it's Leo, so it's in- interesting, but it it doesn't sound like a Leo role, so... Mm. I guess we'll wait to hear more about it for sure. Uh, we got quite a bit of bond 25 stuff as well this week. Uh, I know the key though to it was that Rami Malek is confirmed, confirmed now to play the main bond villain. Uh, no real updates on what the type of villain he's going to play or anything like that. Um, in the new film, I think, uh, Anna de Armas, if I have the name correct, is playing the mm-hmm. bond girl yeah. in this film. Uh, she's most famous for, I believe, Blade Runner 2049. Um, outside of that, I mean, there wasn't a ton of new stuff. I know Jeffrey Wright is returning after taking a two-movie hiatus for his character that he's portrayed in a few of the past Daniel Craig films. Um, but outside of that, yeah, not a ton of new stuff. Mm-hmm. We still waiting to hear what type of villain Malik's going to play. But, I mean, he fits the role of villain pretty well. Uh, he can pretty creepy kind of yeah um i i don't yeah i don't really know a whole lot outside of that but i'll be interested to see it when it comes around um and we'll see if james bond can you know somehow surpass surpass ethan hunt uh in terms of being this uh awesome action superhero type uh role that i feel like sorry no keep going I was going to say, I feel like between Ethan Hunt and James Bond, Bond always had the cooler, like, gadgets or, like, you know, the cars and stuff, but Hunt just always had the better action sequences. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Bond is so so iconic because it's been so, like, it spans so long. I mean, this is the 25th Bond movie, um, and so many different actors have portrayed it, um, and the character just always seems cool. You know, he's always got, you know, a a hot bond girl or something like that with him. Um, well, Ethan Hunt is uh, a little lesser on that side. You know, he doesn't strike anybody as cool or anything, uh, outside of, you know, Tom Cruise breaking his ankle and stuff. Um, and and that's also a character that, you know, has been one actor the entire time. And the Tom Cruise kind of overshadows that, that the name Ethan Hunt, but, in terms of movie quality, I mean, I definitely think um, the Mission Impossible series is better than a lot of the Bond films. I mean, not say there aren't good Bond movies. You know, Sean Connery was a great Bond, but very up. I mean, there's all yeah, there are so many hit and misses. You even see with Daniel Craig. You know, he's he got two good ones, two man ones, um, and so on and so forth. But Mission Impossible has been a series that is what six or seven movies through Mm -hmm. and i think they're all uh fresh on rotten tomatoes they're all well received fallout was one of the best action movies of all time um 
so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll end up seeing what Bond Twenty Five has in store for us, but uh, that's all I really have for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Definitely seeing uh, Rami Pay play the villain. Um, I really like Anna Darmus. Having her come on as a Bond girl will be fun. Uh, like you said, Jeffrey Wright's returning. Um, Ben Winshaw's returning as Q. Leia Sado, uh, which was she was the Bond girl in the last one, I believe. She's returning in some way. Um, Ruffians, you know, Naomi Harris. It's a good cast that's uh, lined up for it. So I'm excited for it. All right. Uh, also, Ben Affleck adapting a nonfiction book called Ghost Army for the big screen. Uh, this will be his return to directing. Last one he did was Live by Night, which was not well received. Um, and before that, it had been a while, I think, since Argo and a few other things. Uh, but outside of that, uh, The Ghost Army is based off of a film or a book, I should say, uh, The Ghost Army of World War II, How One Top Sacred Unit uh, Deceived the Enemy with Inflatable Tanks, Sound Effects, and Other Audacious Fakery. <laughs> um, the basis right. for it sounds a lot like Argo in terms of, you know, uh, using uh, Hollywood props and stuff like that in like a war zone-esque setting. So, I mean, he won, <laughs> I mean, he won or... He was nominated or won Best Director for Argo, or uh, at least Argo won Best Picture. But uh, So returning to that type of uh, movie and stuff like that, maybe a good thing for him. Maybe he should stay away from the, the mob scene with stuff like Live By Night. But uh, this sounds right up Affleck's uh, alleyway. Yeah, it definitely sounds great uh, to see him returning in what hopefully will be a really good uh, director role. I remember actually it had one best picture, but he was, uh, there was a big fuss. He was snubbed um, for even getting nominated for best director because a lot of people thought he had the best of the year and wasn't even nominated. So um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Sounds interesting. And uh, I am, I think I'm growing to like him more behind the camera than front. So Uh, yeah, I mean, I could kind of see that. I actually just watched triple frontier finally uh, yesterday. So um, there you go. Not bad in that one, but yeah, I mean, he's always hit or miss. Uh, big Affleck fan, though. Yeah. Um, next up, I got Angela Bassett, Lena Headey, and Karen Gillan set up or sign on for a movie entitled Gunpowder Milkshake, which that's a hell of a name for a movie. I'm, I'm, cool I'm already in. Uh, solid cast. Um, there's not a whole lot revealed about it outside of Bassett's gonna star, um, I believe, as. A woman who unknowingly has a bunch of uh, weapon reserves and stuff like that. That's really all I've read about it. But, I mean, it is a decent cast off the, sto- uh, off the top. Uh, Lena Headey, obviously, off of Game of Thrones. Karen Gillan as Nebula in the uh, Guardians and Avengers movies here. Uh, and Angela Bassett, who's been in tons and tons of good things. So this will be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, but a hell of a name for a movie, like I said, and it definitely caught my eye when I read about it. Yeah, uh, it sounds pretty good. You know, uh, it's I saw it's a high concept female centric assassin thriller. Uh, that's the kind of span across multiple generations with uh, Angela Bassett playing the lead. Sounds pretty cool. The name is great. I'm a big uh, Karen Gillian fan. Uh, you know, with Avengers, she was back with Doctor Who and in Jumanji. So all about seeing her and more stuff so i'm all in on this movie right now uh next up i got the tom and jerry movie that we've discussed uh on here a few times <laughs> chloe grace moretz is set to officially star in this film um 
I that's it, not not quite Jennifer Lawrence. Like yeah, they I just I don't know. This is something I just can't see myself caring. I don't know if I'll see it, but it really depends on what time of year it comes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just something that I just don't think I care about this. This adding Moretz to it doesn't really, you know, blow me away. I really J Law being in it probably wouldn't have blew me away either. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening with it. Apparently, Tom and Jerry won't talk, so there won't be a voiceover for those characters uh, in the film. Uh, so this will be interesting. However, they work this. I, I just, I, I guess, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, and outside of that, the only other thing yeah. I really have is. Uh, Detective Pikachu um, had its, uh, you know, world premiere and stuff like that out in Japan um, and, and over in Asia this past week. I know they were on a tour, a lot of the uh, headliners for that film and early reactions, very positive. Uh, a lot of people speaking very good about it, very positive. saying that if you have a been a lifelong Pokemon fan like myself, you'll really enjoy it. But it all is also really well done for uh, folks that aren't very into Pokemon or haven't, you know, grew up with it, didn't play it and all that stuff. Like myself. Yeah, that though you'll get the gist of it and, and a lot of stuff. I know um, they say it's, you know, very adorable uh, the, the, the yeah. whole way through, which is obvious. I mean, if you see the trailer and stuff, uh, but it looks great. I'm super excited. And now that we've gotten some reviews for it, I'm, it, I'm even more stoked for it. We are you know, two weeks away. Uh, so close, so close. So close. There you go. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, the first reaction sounded good, so I'm definitely excited. I think that's the next big movie. I think we had two or three before then, but that's the next big movie that I'm really excited for. For sure. And that's all I have for news for the week. Brian, do you have anything for everybody? Yeah. Uh, we had, let's see, news-wise, little thing we had talked about, uh, with Netflix and the Oscars and how Steven Spielberg was trying to get the rules changed. I guess they had their meeting a couple weeks ago or like two or three weeks ago, and uh, they're not changing the rules at all, um, which is kind of nice for Netflix. They only, so for their movies, they only have to be have a one week theatrical run to count uh, towards the Oscars. Um, so that's interesting if that'll backfire at all or not. We'll see. Um, we got a couple new trailers. Um, they got the new Godzilla trailer, which showed with Endgame, which is pretty cool. I mean, it was like the fourth trailer we've gotten for it, but super stoked for that at the end of May. Uh, got uh, a Gemini Man trailer, which is the new Ang Lee movie that's Will Smith kind of goes up against the younger version of himself. It I feel like it's, I don't know, it, it's an interesting concept, but I don't know. It doesn't look like it could be great. I don't know. It, it that showed with Endgame, um, but I mean, it has a decent cast to it. Mary Elizabeth Winston is in it, and um, oh, what's his name? I'm forgetting what the, what the guy's name is also in it with him. But we'll see. I think that comes out in, in later this summer, August maybe. I don't remember. And Good then, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, and then the last one, last uh, trailer. Uh, we got the trailer for 21 Bridges, um, which is next big Chadwick Boseman movie. Uh, he stars as a a cop in in Manhattan who there's a robbery heist that goes wrong and like a 
a dozen police officers are killed and his job is to find the guys that killed the police officers. Um, it was produced by the Russo brothers. Um, you know, obviously known for multiple Marvel movies, including Infinity War and Endgame. Um, J.K. Simmons is also in this movie. Uh, Sienna Miller is in it. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, I said, starring in it. It looked pretty cool and very interesting. Uh, I like Chadwick Boseman and J.K. Simmons is always great. And the fact that the uh, Russo brothers are behind it producing it, just for me, gives it a bold confidence that that's like a checkoff list. Like, oh yeah, and it makes it even better. Um, that's about it uh, on that little bit on the TV front. A show of mine that I loved that I've talked about here multiple times, uh, Santa Clara to Diet, was canceled by Netflix yesterday, uh, which I was sad to see because the third season that came out like a month ago kind of ended with multiple untied uh, strands and different ends that I would have liked to see go on. So it is sad to see that get canceled. Uh, Netflix is at the point where Stranger Things is their only original show they got going for them right now for me. I mean, if once they cancel that, I don't, I don't know. They're canceling all my favorite original TV shows. So. I, I think you're all right on the Stranger Things thing. Stranger Things thing. I yeah, think that's I too think, big of a show for them to act. Yeah, and I think I remember the, the Duffer brothers saying they wanted to do that for like five or six seasons, so we still have a couple more of those left. But uh, yeah, that's about it. That's the end of my news for the week. And now we get into the fun stuff. Uh, yeah, one last note uh, on the TV side. Uh, there is a mini series that has been ordered by HBO about the Showtime Lakers from the 80s. Uh, Magic Johnson, Pat Riley, all of them um, back in their dynasty days. Uh, been in a, an eccentric group of basketball players. And Adam McKay from Vice and various other things. Uh, the Big Short has been signed on. He is going to executive produce and direct the series, I believe. Um, so that'll be interesting and something I'll definitely keep an eye on here as we go farther. Um, so yeah, outside of that, that's all I really have. Well, I think it's time to get into our Endgame oh, yeah. review. Non-spoiler edition, might I add. Brian, actually, I'll start here because um, I feel <laughs> like you might have more to say than I do. Um as we typically do with the Marvel films. Gave it a hundred out of a hundred. I gave Infinity War the same score last year. Um it's just I mean it's such a work of art of a movie. Um our combo score is a ninety-six point four, which is incredible. It's the highest score ever. Um and, and that goes a long way into how great of reviews it's getting for from a lot of people that aren't even big Marvel fans and stuff like that out there. Um, the only things I really have to say, it's a perfect ending to the infinity <laughs> saga. Um, it just, I don't know how to draw it up any better. I had a lot of questions going in. Most of them got answered. Um, it not, not to go too deep into it, but I think it has one of the best battle scenes in, in cinema history, it, how epic it is. It's up there with, you know, Braveheart and, and various ones like that. Um, it, you, as you mentioned to me, it, it can be a bit of, ex a bit excessive on the comedy side and, and it kind of throws in some stuff and so some weird spots here and there, um, which I, I don't hate. It doesn't negate a lot of the film for me, um, because it, it, 
a lot of the characters have been built up to be that way um, with like snide remarks and stuff like that here and there and kind of Mm -hmm. pitched around. Um, And I think maybe that was a little bit just because you have so many characters in a film. But yeah, I mean, it didn't, it didn't really take enough away to knock this down to a 95 for me. So that was really my biggest issue with the film. Um, I did cry on a few occasions throughout um for sure on both watches cried yesterday or cried saturday when i went the second time um same spots as i cried the first time um and the russo brothers uh, i there is not enough credit in the world that can be given to those two um for just weaving together plot points and characters um just so perfectly it just makes three hours fly by i mean this movie doesn't feel like three hours i for example, I watched The Dirt on Netflix today as I'm recording, like earlier this today on Sunday, and that movie is an hour and 47 minutes, and I felt like I watched that as long as I felt I watched a three-hour <laughs> Avengers Endgame film. Um, it just moves so fast throughout um, because it, it's not... <sighs> it, it's not so lumpy like Infinity War was, where you're um you know kind of going here and here and here and here and here and then like in a circle of different areas with characters and stuff like that so it it kind of flies by when you after you watch it the first time going into my second time i was like okay i can break this into parts um and that really speeds up the film so i they do a tremendous job in this one they did such a great job in infinity war they did it with civil war as well um their ability to just get tons of characters and such a hard thing to do in cinema um, and tie everything perfectly together without, you know, overusing somebody or underusing another and not developing characters within the story context and all that stuff. They do such a great job of it. Um, So that's all I really have for the non-spoiler edition. Um, I'll pass it right on over to you uh, to give your, your opinion on it. Yeah, I mean it's spectacular. It after the first viewing, it instantly jumped into being one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, I also gave it a hundred out of a hundred, which it's only the fourth movie I've ever given that perfect score to. It's it's a, I love it. It's everything I could ever want and more out of it. It. It's a giant love letter to the fans. There's so many great aspects to it there's which we'll get into later there's one shot that's one of my favorite shots in a movie ever that i like yelled um the thursday night showing (laughs) like i like screamed in excitement that it happened like and that's i mean that wasn't the only time it happened in that movie i screamed multiple times that movie but that one was the loudest and it i mean i there was one scene i cried there was most other scenes i got choked up in was very funny like you said um a lot funnier than i expected it to be there were two or three jokes that i think were added in where they weren't uh, needed to but there's not enough like there's barely anything i could take away negatively from this that would knock it down from 100 i mean and this isn't like just us that's feeling it's like everybody's loving this movie it's chilling at a 9.1 on imdb uh, with over 200,000 ratings, which currently has it set as the fifth highest of all time. We'll see if that continues to climb at all. It 
it's shattered everything. We mentioned this at the beginning. Of our, it's shattered every opening weekend record. I mean, it the original record records were sent by Affinity War last year. Uh, in the U.S., it was two hundred fifty-seven million for opening weekend. This is three hundred fifty million, nearly a hundred fifty, nearly a hundred million more dollars in a three-day span, which is insanity. And it just obliterated the worldwide opening weekend record. That was also Infinity War last year, which was uh, around, I'm not finding the number right now, but it was around $600 million. This did $1.2 billion opening weekend worldwide. Like, that that's just insanity. Like, people were skeptical about it. We wanted it to happen, but we weren't sure if it would. And it, it did, and it crossed it even more by $200 million. Like, that's just insanity. It's... Oh, I love the movie. I want to be able to see it again. I want to see it in IMAX. Um, May is a really popular month for movies. Like, there's a lot coming out, so I don't know when I'll be able to get to see it again. But I, I love it. I mean, I'll get more into this on our spoilers later on. But it's, I, I love it. it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I mentioned it. it's so great. It flows greatly it's great pace it doesn't feel like three hours long. like both showings um at the end of it it definitely like as three hours actually passed it didn't feel like that at all because there's very little lulls in the movie um it's just great pacing keeps going so many great scenes so many funny parts great action sequence like you said the final act the big battle at the end is just one of the greatest ever seen one of the greatest things i've ever seen in a movie just period it's everybody needs to go see this movie one so we can beat avatar for the top spot of our time as you like to call it the blue aliens movie Uh, Um, no i call it alien smurfs get it right my bad alien smurfs you're right i knew it they are blue aliens they are blue aliens the alien smurfs movie you're right even though they're not short at all but would love for it's it a derogatory back. term because <laughs> yeah. i hate that movie i get it i don't want it to be number one anymore <laughs> yeah. um but i mean it's just a fantastic movie like and you had said like reason that our combo score is at the what 96.6 or four or whatever like it has a 97 percent round tomato a 77 uh metacritic score like all across the board art is just getting tons of praise like you said the russo brothers did a fantastic job they they perfected like the uh, the oscar that is achievement in film directing that is what they did they've woven together 21 prior movies into this 22nd movie and all these different storylines and had it come into not only just like work and to just make sure stuff didn't convolute itself but it worked greatly and was just so well done i mean i'll I'll stop now because we'll get more into into the spoilers at the end but i mean i love it it's just each time is so great it's a fantastic movie yeah um and another thing on the the money side it has been open it is has been out for five total days it is already the 18th highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, I mean, that it, it, <laughs> that's insane. Um, how fast it has gotten there within one weekend and, and it'll continue to grow. A lot of people are going to see it multiple times. Uh, some folks 
you know, it's one of those movies that a lot of people are going to look at and, and they, it's a water cooler movie. Like people are not going to want to be left out of it. Um, and they'll go see it regardless of whether they saw other things um, and so on and so forth. So I mean, it's going to keep growing and, and to already be that high and above things uh, like Toy Story, uh, like the last Toy Story or whatever, and a few other things like that's crazy to me um, how fast it has gained that much money um, in such a rapid, ooh, excuse me, uh, rapid way. That three hundred fifty million dollars isn't even exact yet, because like as we're recording, the Sunday isn't over yet. That's just an estimate based off of the trend and past trends. So we could wake up tomorrow morning, could be close to four hundred million, which is just insanity. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, uh, for sure. Uh, but that, yeah, I mean, that's all I really have. All you really have for our non-spoiler review of it. Go, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. I, I highly recommend it. Wherever your local theater is. You know, Give them the money. Uh, let's get those a- <laughs> alien smurfs out let's first go. place. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're going to send it over to a quick ad. And then after we are back, we're going to do our Marvel rankings. Um, 22 through one. Uh, and this should be interesting. So uh, we'll send it over to a quick ad. All right, and time for the Marvel Marvel ranking. So in order to do this without taking up uh, seven hours to <laughs> run through everything, uh, we're going to do it. We're going to announce our 22 through 16, then 15 through 11, and then we'll do 10, 9, 8, 7, uh, as we typically do for a top 10 uh, to kind of speed things up. Probably not a whole lot we really have to digest with those uh, outside of the top 10 anyway. Um, so anyway, Brian, go ahead and do your, uh, 22 through 16 for everyone. All right. 22, 16, uh, just no going into this. None of the Marvel movies are bad movies. They're all at least like, even the ones at the bottom of this list are at least decent movies. And it just increases in greatness as you go along. All right. Uh, number 22 for me is Iron Man two, uh, 21 is the incredible Hulk. 20 is the first Thor movie. 19 is Thor the Dark World, the second one. 18 is Iron Man 3. 17 is Avengers Age of Ultron. And 16 is Captain America, the first Avenger. All right. My 22 through 16, and I actually have my score on here as well, plus the, I do a personal combo score that takes into account Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomato user, and um, Metacritic, not counting IMDb user score, because... Those ones are all about the same, so that number really doesn't do a whole lot for me. Um, 22, Incredible Hulk, not available, never saw it, don't ever feel like I need to see it. Uh, Different person playing Bruce Banner uh, was a second movie in the franchise. I don't care. I wipe it, wipe it out of there. I have no value in seeing that film. Uh, I have seen the mid credit scene from that film, and I feel like that's all I needed to see, see from it, so <laughs> move past that one. All right. Uh, 21, I have Iron Man 2, 65, comes into a 66.5 on the combo score. Captain America, the first Avenger is number 20 at a 70, 72.5 combo. 19, little surprising here. Doctor Strange, 70, 79.25 uh, on the combo score. Not the biggest fan of that film. Uh, I don't know why. I don't care all that much for the, the character, I guess. Maybe it's Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know. 
Um, 18, I have Thor The Dark World. I've said it before. I enjoy the movie a little more than most people do. Um, probably because I really enjoy Thor. 75, 67.75 as the combo on that. 17, I have Thor with a 75 as well, uh, 71.25, and Avengers Age of Ultron at 16 with a 75 and a 74, 74.75 on the combo for that. Uh, so that is my 22 through 16. Uh, a lot of similarities there. Um, go ahead with your 15 through 11 yeah. when you're ready. Yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, the bottom movies are pretty consistent consensus amongst the big Marvel fans, so... Uh, getting to 15 through 11, uh, number 15, uh, first Ant-Man movie, uh, 14, Doctor Strange, uh, 13, the first Iron Man movie, uh, 12, Spider-Man Homecoming, and 11, Ant-Man and the Wasp. All right. So my 15 through 11 I have here, I have at 15, uh, the first Ant-Man film as well, 75, and a 76.75 combo uh 14 i have iron man 3 at an 80 with a 75 combo 13 i have ant-man and the wasp at an 80 uh i don't care about the combo scores anymore that's dragging us down 12 uh spider-man homecoming as well 11 captain america civil war at an 80 uh all of those came in at an 80 except ant-man that i gave a 75 all right Time for our top tens, which are going to be relatively similar, but I feel like that's how it is probably for most people who have seen all the films. Um, so go ahead and say your number 10 for everybody. All right. Going into this list, all my top tens, it, it started in 85 and then they worked their way up from there. So number 10 for me is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, still a great movie, but I don't think it uh, was quite on par with the first one. Um but very funny movie, very enjoyable, makes it number 10 on my list. All right, number 10 for me, I have Iron Man, the first one. Uh, I remember not, I feel like, like the first couple times I watched it when I was like back towards when it came out, I didn't love the movie. And then I did my Marvel rewatcher going into it, and it just was so much better than I remembered it being. Uh, I don't know why. I had memories of it not being that great, but yeah, I mean, it definitely was pretty good. Um, put it at an 80 and ended up coming just barely above everything else here. So Iron Man number 10 for me. All right. Uh, number nine is Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, it just came out in March. We talked about it back then, but love Brie Larson in the role. Her and Samuel Jackson had great chemistry. Very enjoyable movie. So that's. Also, I have it in 85, and that's my number nine. All right, right number nine for me as well is Captain Marvel, uh, as well at an 85. Not a whole lot else I'm going to say, but it is a character that I, feel if, that I already really enjoy uh, based off the first movie. Um, and excited to see where it goes farther down the line here. So that's number nine for me as well. All right. Uh, number eight for me is The Avengers, you know, the first one, 2012. I mean, it's the first time I got to see all these guys team up. Uh, it was just so great to see. I loved it. I remember going to the midnight premiere for it. Uh, it's just one of my first big movie memories. You know, I'm going to be going to the movies prior to that, but the first like big, huge one that meant so much. It, 
it was great. So uh, Avengers right there, number eight for me. Number eight, I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, I have this in an 85. And like you said, uh, it, it's still a good movie. I just, I don't know. I didn't care for the whole ego storyline to it. It wasn't nearly as good, I don't think, as uh, the first one uh in some ways still a very good film as you mentioned but yeah in comparison with the first one not quite there so i ended up putting that at an 85 and it comes at number eight on my list all right um going into number seven on my list is uh i forgot to say my score for uh the avengers i had that at uh a a 90 out of 100 and i jumped up to that uh number seven is captain america civil war um but some almost felt like Avengers 2.5, like two and a half. Um, it was great to see all them come together, bringing Bucky back into the storyline. Uh, we got the introductions to Black Panther and Spider-Man. At the time, gave us the greatest fight scene we had seen with the airport fight scene. It's just a great movie all around. It was the second uh, movie directed by the Rooster Brothers from Marvel. Uh, Love the movie. Also have that there at a 90 the decent one that one just missed my top 10 because when i thought about it it just i don't know i felt a little weak on the the villain side of that film um and it kind of not that it took the score down at all it still got an 85 from me but i don't know that kind of took me out of it uh in terms of the top 10 spot um number seven for me is captain america the winter soldier this is another one I hadn't seen this one since I think it came out uh, in like 2014 or whenever it was. Um, so I kind of forgot how great of a movie it is. Uh, ended up scoring it an 85. Uh, really my favorite of the Captain America trilogy for sure. Um, out of the three. Great movie. Uh, it acts as a little bit more than, you know, your typical superhero film. It's It's got a lot of... Um, a little bit more of an action side to it. Like you'd see in a typical action movie um, and all that. So it's a little bit more fun. Uh, so yeah, that's a number seven for me. All right. Uh, number six, I have black Panther. Um, I have that at 90. Uh, great movie. Getting to see more of the world of Wakanda, which was such an amazing place to see. Um, good storyline gave us one of the greatest MCU villains. So there, Killmonger. Um, great acting all around i mean it was nominated for best picture it was a great movie so black panther is my number six there all right for number six for me i have marvel's the avengers uh at 85 as well um like you had mentioned you know the first time we get to see them all team up um it's a great film overall as well uh the whole thing's pretty entertaining uh so yeah that's number six for me all right cracking into the top five uh number five for me i have thor ragnarok it I mean, it completely changed the the story and the tone of the Thor movies. While the you know the bottom, the first two movies are near the bottom of each of our lists, um, and this one is right up there at the top, near the top. Uh, Taika Waititi did a, did a great job directing it. It's a hilarious movie, and there's a lot of uh, a lot more emotion emotion involved in it that drags you in, and it's the greatest. It gave us the greatest secondary character character in marvel cinematic history with court i mean you you can't top that it's it's great uh so i have that uh at a 90 and that's right there at number five for me all right number uh number five i should say uh for me is guardians of the galaxy i have it at a 90 as well um it's such a 
I can't believe I enjoyed this movie as much as I did considering going in. I remember just not knowing anything about like, why are these guys uh, chosen to be such a prominent tentpole for Marvel going forward? And they're so deserving of it. It's a great cast. Everyone plays off of each other really well. Um, James Gunn writes and directs such a tremendous film. Um, So much entertainment value throughout it. Uh, So that's number five for me. All right. Uh, number four on the list for me is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Um, like I said, I have that at a 95, then out of 100. It's prior to the, uh, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, uh, it, it would go back and forth at number one on my list. It's a fantastic movie, great cast that they're all hilarious. They all do great jobs. So, you know, James Gunn did a great job directing it and just taking these no-name characters and throwing them to the front lines and making just a great fan loved movie out of it uh so guardians galaxy volume one is number four for me all right number four for me is black panther as you had mentioned uh well i give it a 95 but as you had mentioned it got an oscar nomination for best picture it is the most visually appealing of any of the mcu movies for sure um like all the awesome shots of wakanda and all that stuff um I, i mean it's and it's also probably the best and technically maybe not an origin story but still an origin movie essentially for uh, an original character getting their first film um it's just tremendous all around um it's done a lot um on the social aspect of it as well so uh black panther number four for me all right uh number three for me is captain america the winter soldier I've loved this movie ever since it came out. I mean, it was number one on my list for the longest time. It's so much more than a superhero movie. It's a great political thriller. I mean, it brings Bucky back into the storyline with the Winter Soldier, and it's that's always a song that I've been a fan of, and it's tugging my heartstrings with the relationship between Cap and Bucky. I mean, I love the movie. It's so well done. Um, it was the first Russo Brothers movie it's it's great i have that as a 95 out of 100 as well it's i could rewatch that anytime so captain america winter soldier is my number three. All right number three for me i have thor ragnarok uh 95 i can't say enough great things about this film uh my two favorite marvel characters are in it uh and thor and korg um and one of my favorite villains in the mcu hella she Kate Blanchett did an amazing job in that role. Um, love the film. It, it turns the whole Thor trilogy into a complete comedy, uh, a great direction. Uh, tremendous film uh, overall. I rewatched it this past week in the MCU thing going uh, right before doing uh, Endgame. And just, I could probably watch that movie all the time. It's so great. Um, definitely number three for me and top two are going to be obvious for us but whatever go ahead yeah (laughs) i mean yeah i figured i'm assuming they'll be in the same order but i mean number two for me is uh, avengers infinity war i mean one introduced thanos i mean who i mean not introduced i guess we thanos was being subtly hinted at in little you know mid-credit scenes and stuff along the way starting back with the first avengers but i mean we got to see him fully in a movie and he's just Josh Brolin did a great job bringing him to life. I mean, so many great parts about this movie. It's epic. The ending, 
just I remember opening night seeing that I was just like my jaw was on the ground like didn't expect it at all I mean it's fantastic movie I wasn't sure how Endgame could one up it but uh as you can tell if it's nothing left that was my number one as we'll get to that in a little bit but it's Infinity War just a great movie I loved it I had not much else I'll say but yeah number two there is Avengers Infinity War for me all right number two for me Avengers Endgame just kidding Avengers Infinity War um (laughs) for a second I was like wait what uh yeah I mean I they both got a hundred from me, but I put this at number two because Endgame is the, essentially the second part to one long movie, um, and Infinity War being essentially the setup for that um, the the first part of the setup and all that stuff. So that'll come in at number two for me, and Endgame number one, obviously. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, we we finally get a lot more substance to Thanos and stuff, and he's one of the best villains in movie history. Um, and that plays so well into it. Uh, the fact that the one, like it just, the fact that it could just rip the hearts out of people, um, watching Thanos succeed in that film, um, was tremendous. I, I, like I've said before, I love when a movie kind of turns things upside down and says the good, the good guy doesn't win. You know, the, the obvious thing doesn't happen and all that stuff. And, Infinity War does a tremendous job of that, um, especially with faking everyone out when you think Thor has killed him, and he hasn't. Um, he should have gone for the head, and it's uh, and that's what made that movie so great. Um, and they're back to back. I mean, like I said, they're both a hundred. I'm not really gonna go further it's, on Endgame, yeah. so I'll just say that's number one now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're both tremendous, and as I've said before. The, the tier for 100 is do I love it as much as The Dark Knight? And they are both on that tier for me. So that's all I've really got to say about it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Endgame there is the n- number one. Uh, like you had said about Infinity War with the ending, I had a conversation with my, with my brother this weekend about he had always wanted a movie where like the bad guys win and like all the heroes lose. And then after we saw it with Infinity War, I was like, I hated it. Like, I didn't, don't like to see that. Like, we want the good guys to win which was just so great. And then we finally got back to that with an end game. I mean, we ranted out a bit about it 10 minutes ago. We're going to be going into it now a little bit with the spoilers, but I mean, it's superb movie. I mean, it's, I haven't decided. I don't know if I will be able to decide it. Um, if it is my favorite movie of all time, but it's definitely top five. I mean, it's, so great it's um, no surprise that it's on top of both of our lists um and going back on that and like that's why i love um the film version is obviously i love the tv show of it the same title but the film version of friday night lights um they come up one yard short in 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 the championship game like i when i saw that i was like so taken aback because i'm so used to being ham-fisted with these cliched you know overcoming the odds and all this stuff and i don't know i feel like occasionally i just really like to see you know the the not obvious thing happen in a film and yeah i mean that's what's so great about infinity war like i said but yeah i mean having that occasionally is very nice uh and helps move a story along so anyway that is our um Full, definitive, 22 Marvel Cinematic Universe ranking. 
Um, have fun making this graphic, Brian. Uh, oh boy, I don't know if I'll include them all on the list. Um, so. Also, I want to go back. You said there's four movies you've given a hundred to. What are those movies? I'm curious. Um, Endgame, uh, The Dark Knight, um, a personal favorite of mine, The Princess Bride, and um, Shawshank Redemption. Okay, I was curious. I knew I figured Dark Knight was in there, and I knew Endgame was. I was curious what the other two were. All right, yeah. uh, so we are gonna give a about a 10 second pause here when I'm done talking, so that everyone can you know stop what they're doing. I'm saying it right now we are about to head into the spoiler section of this episode if you haven't seen it yet and you do not want to be spoiled please pause the podcast do not delete the podcast come back to this later on please <laughs> uh pause the podcast and then come back to it after you've seen it um if you want i know people that do like the spoilers and stuff like that so if you do like that stuff that's fine. Continue listening. I'm not going to tell you what to do and what not to do. Uh, but yeah, we are going to head into the spoilers part and turn back now. Yes, I will even do a countdown here. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Countdown. Shut up, Ryan. 2, two one. Let's 1. Let's go. Woo! All right. It's spoilers. End game time. <laughs> yeah. I've given you enough warning, folks. If you haven't turned back uh, now, that's on you. It's your fault. It's on. All right. Let's get into it. My first thing off the bat, the start of the film. I was so completely <sighs> caught off guard by them killing present day Thanos so fast into the film. Like it just I I had no oh, yeah. idea like what to expect going into this movie. Like I knew obviously like the quantum realm was gonna play a factor in like getting the stones and uh -huh. stuff like that. I didn't realize it was gonna come in the sense of the way they pull it off in terms of killing Thanos, finding out that he murdered the gems as well. Um and and all that stuff. So that that I mean that off the start, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to like this movie. Cause I, I, at that point I was like, maybe Thanos, this is all we actually see of him. Like maybe they just played us. Like I was like, oh. I was very worried in the first 15 minutes of this film that I was going to hate this movie. Um, and I'm yeah. very glad uh, it turned well, out differently, but yeah, I, that just, I was like, I had a real bad feeling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of knew the, the, the cold open going with Hawkeye's family, kind of figured that they would all be vanished because that's what created him being in the Ronin. But then, you know, five, ten minutes into it when they go to Thanos, I thought, I kind of suspected with the movie, I thought they were going to face him again near the beginning of the movie, but I thought they were just going to get whooped again because they thought they could win with Captain Marvel, but then they still just got beaten and just got destroyed. I wasn't expecting them at all to kill off Thanos, and I was exactly like you said, worried that I was like, I mean, he's in the trailers, but like, what are they gonna do? Like, because I, I didn't want it to go. But so I mean, so thankfully they, you know, got back in with Ant Man, with the stupid rat <laughs> turning on the machine to, I, it's to, such to a, bring him like, back it's to reality. A, it feels like such a dumb thing, but like at the same time, it's like plausible. Like, it's a dirty, yeah, it's a dirty, I mean, rotten, you know, uh, storage it, lot, like. Sure, there's rats moving around. <laughs> and I, I guess like, they could press a button if they got in the van. Like, 
I like it. Um, Ken John was the security <laughs> guard there at the place, which kind of uh brought the uh brought to fruition. You know, the Russo brothers that brought in with most of their Marvel movies, um, a previous character from Community that they've done. Um, the one was in uh, Winter Soldier, one was in Civil War. Um, two were in this one. The then we'll get into a little bit, but the uh the secretary security lady in 1970s shield in new jersey uh yvette brown the lady from also drake and josh uh, was also in community and they brought her into this it was just so funny seeing them bring it back into it but um yeah that was kind of ridiculous in its own sense but i was surprised to see you know we got to uh then ant-man he goes finds his name is on the wall of vanish but his daughter's in it so he goes to find his daughter she looks a lot older than like just five years have passed like ant-man and the wasp she she looks like she's like eight or nine or something and then now on this five years later she looks like a full-grown teenager at the end of high school or whatever um so it's interesting we don't really know how their ages are but it's it was nice to see that little reunion there yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, we see, you know, Scott Lang kind of traveling through um, San Francisco with his little uh, wagon of stuff from from his van. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's quite an interesting part of the film. Um, I know I've seen some people mention like that's a decent place to take a bathroom break and I can kind of see it like, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, he comes across this stone that has his name on it as one of the people that vanished, but he's kind of haunting it's been in the quantum realm for five years or five hours uh but um i will say this movie man they did my dude thor dirty uh they did him real dirty in this film oh Oh, that it caught like that's another thing that just caught me off guard like nobody expected fat and i i like there were so many parts of that movie where i was like oh like like after he talks to his mom where I was like, oh, okay, like he's just going to magically become like ripped again or something. And he just stays fat the whole movie. Like, <laughs> like I was like, what is going on? Like, I was oh, like, man. Oh, like, you know, after they, they go to new Asgard and see him, which that whole scene leading up to Hulk and raccoon getting the, to, to new Asgard with the new, the, the weird music and stuff like that was hilarious the, the back of the pickup um, and stuff yeah that was tremendous but yeah i mean they <laughs> he's an alcoholic that is just constantly eating um we and they go they're playing Fortnite uh, in there. and like, yeah and cork no, and we get Korg and me Korg. and yes. another thing i have written down here i didn't know i could love Korg anymore then i saw hawaiian shirt Korg, and oh my god oh. it's it's made my it favorite great. character of all time. His boulder <laughs> shoulders were ripping through the shirt, and it's just... and then <laughs> they're playing the Fortnite, and he goes, "Hey, Thor, the, the sky's back. He's being annoying, or whatever." And Thor gets on. He's like, "Listen here, you little twerp. You keep messing around. Or I'm a fly over to ha- fly over to your house and whoop you, or whatever. You go run to daddy. Go tell." It was just hilarious. It played so well. It. <laughs> Oh, it's I great. It. Um, and I, I, as kind of shitty as it was to see my favorite character become a fat, <laughs> drunken slob, it was still pretty funny throughout. Um, that whole scene was great. 
Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we mentioned Hulk. Uh, him becoming Professor Hulk, being the smart Hulk. It was kind of rumored he would in there, but it was interesting to finally see, you know, them kind of Bruce Banner and the Hulk becoming one in the brains of the bronze. Um, I think that turned out well. Interesting. Uh, having the, it didn't look too much like the Hulk, but not too much like yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Um, and I've said it before, like, I'm not a huge fan of the Hulk character in general. Um, but I mean, I loved Professor Hulk in this film. Uh, I mean, Bruce Banner was, oh, yeah. Or Mark Ruffalo was great as, as, as. <laughs> Um, oh. as Professor Hawk, and that, he was one of the more entertaining characters. Yeah, I mean, too. especially when they're yeah. doing the whole time travel thing, the start. Yeah, it, I think he just kind of felt more comfortable then because he wasn't fighting with the Hulk internally, and so it just it, it turned out great. He was, like you said, one of the more entertaining characters in the movie. Then, yeah, I, and that's another thing. Um, what I I really like about this movie is a lot of the characters that I have said before that I'm not huge on. Like I don't. Not that I'm not invested or I don't care, but like uh, Incredible Hulk slash Professor Hulk now, uh, Ant-Man, even Captain America, like there are characters that I, that how, the how movie really, I'm sorry, dude. I just, I, t- goody two shoes ass Captain America, you. piss off. Uh, <laughs> like, I, not that I hate the character. It's just not one of my favorites. Um, but I really enjoyed those characters in this film. They did a really good job with them. So um, that was another reason why I liked the movie so much. It actually made me care about these characters in a bigger sense than I did before. Um, yeah. Uh, next part of the movie that's come to my mind that just got me this. We get uh, Tony and Pepper living on a cabin and he has a daughter who's like the most adorable thing in the world. This little four or five year old daughter of his and that just their chemistry is so great um and the 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 i love you 3000 which gets played back later in the movie and it's just it's i mean for me it's it tugs at those heartstrings it was so well done i mean it's adorable (laughs) oh jeez uh you can't say that little girl's adorable. You don't think no, she's like adorable? Some parts of it were. I don't like kids. You know this. Um, but like parts of it, like were good. Like like when he's, uh, devising the the, the time travel stuff and, and time travel. <laughs> saying shit to her, uh, and she keeps repeating it back and stuff like that. Like that was really that was hilarious <laughs> to me, um, and stuff like that. I'll be honest. I don't the i love you 3000 thing it's already way overdone on social media it's killed the buzz for me um a little bit yeah so i'm tossing that out <laughs> but i can see why that's you know like that for some people yeah. i also love what that in that scene a little bit later after he figured out time travel he then is going over to talking to pepper and they're talking about like composting he goes oh hey i figured it out she's like what you know Oh, I figured out time travel. Just no salon nonchalantly well, says that. Like and the, like they aren't even talking about composting. Like he asked her something about composting, and before she even like got anything out, he was like, I figured it out. Like and like it was like, okay, uh <laughs> what is it? Well, I'm glad we don't have to listen to a speech about composting at least, but whatever. <laughs> um oh. so yeah, I mean that's interesting. Yeah. And you know, obviously like she 
talks him into it, which I kind of didn't expect. I kind of expected it to kind of go the other way where like you, maybe he would push for it and she would be like, no, like you have a daughter um, and stuff like that. And it's a little bit more of the opposite where he's like, no, I, you know, I don't have to do this. Like we have a family. Like I don't, we don't have to risk it. Like I don't want to ruin anything. Obviously like looking back now, it's like super ominous and stuff, but at the time it's, you're still like, Oh, like, whatever he's gonna have his daughter and they're gonna have a happy family and we'll just never see iron man again and everything will be happy and nothing has to be, nothing bad has to happen in this film <laughs> but oh. uh we'll get to that later on <laughs> yeah um getting back at the avengers facility then we're with professor hulk and ant-man testing out time travel which was a hilarious scene at first they send him back and he comes back as an old man teenager and then an old man oh you're right sorry the teenager first and he's like guys this isn't right and they're like is that actually scott he's like yeah then he comes back as an old man then do it again he comes back as a baby and one of my subtly was the funniest lines of the movie i think is that they're like switching back and professor hulk's like what he's a baby he'll grow he's fine (laughs) (laughs) i died at that i mean it's it was great and then they brought it back to his normal self but him just press off be like oh no he's fine he'll grow it'll be okay just killed me i mean yeah yeah. um and i mean i i one of the things that i think another thing was like when they started doing this quantum thing i was like okay like it can't just be as easy as you know they're gonna figure it out go back get the stones flip it and you know everyone's gonna be like i was like there has to be some like thanos in some way and tying it in with nebula and giving us a reason why she was one of the people that was chosen to stick around as opposed to falling in the the snap yeah um being vanished in terms of you know thanos being able to see old thanos i guess being able to see uh into the future essentially through nebula um being in the same place at the same time as each other in this same period as her being like a robot essentially um i i thought that was a great tie in and a great way to reintroduce, I guess, Thanos back into the storyline uh, via the past. And then, you know, everybody after the infinity war was like, well, Thanos isn't, you know, that bad of a guy. Like, yes, I mean, they turned Thanos full badass heel in this. Like he, he is scorched. He was menacing. Like he's just... scorched earth. He's carrying around this giant thing that looks like a double blade like a, kind of, Every time I looked at it, I was like, it just looks like a gigantic razor blade um, with a, a staff in the middle of it from the hold. Like, it's menacing. Uh, and him just wanting to burn the entire Earth to its core was... I mean, they turned him full heel. It was like, okay, uh, can't root for this guy no more. Uh, he's kind of an asshole. Um, so... Well, I mean, what did they explain? He was like, I, I thought with my plan people be grateful then you know it's benefiting the world and society and stuff but now it's just if people are left to remember they'll only be spiteful so now i'm just gonna destroy everything and i'm gonna enjoy it and it was just like when he was like i'm gonna enjoy it like a lot and i was like oh wow yeah he was a bit of a totally tense dude um you know we get the stanley cameo with him driving past the base when um so obviously they go back in time through the time machine, which the time machine part was hilarious when he was like, Oh, I wouldn't call it a time machine. That sounds stupid. And well, what, what, oh. what would you call it? He thinks for a second. He was like, Oh, I guess a time machine. But, um, and that's, 
I like <laughs> having enough Ant-Man in there where, you know, Paul Rudd's comedic timing can play out perfectly, which is great. it does. And that's like... why I like Ant-Man a lot more in this <laughs> film as I do uh, some of the other ones. But yeah, um, like the point where Professor Hulk is explaining time travel and how, like, you can't change the past. And they're like, well, what do you mean? There's all these movies that and they just start listing off all these like movies and he says die hard that have referenced and used die. <laughs> And he's like, die hard. Oh, wait, no, that's not one. And it's just, and then Hulk's like, no, 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 you can't change the past, all this stuff. And then he just goes, so you're telling me Back to the Future, total crap? It's just, uh, oh, it yeah. Kills me. Uh, I mean, that's all great. And obviously, you know, they go back um, in time. Eventually, we get to the part where um, Tony Stark meets his dad, uh, which was a pretty cool moment to see. Uh, that was another one that. Also, I guess looking back kind of felt ominous um, as he kind of gets to see his father and stuff like that. Um, you know, he, he gets to see his father in real time. You know, he Ugh. has a daughter now. He's happily married and all this stuff. So we, we kind of feel feels like we see an entire like life cycle for Iron Man uh, throughout the entire yeah. film, which is great. Full, full on character um, arc. With went over the went, they went back to the Battle of New York, which was it's so, so cool i mean we got to see kind of the behind the scenes shots of like the ending of avengers there and having them play different ways with cap then getting in the elevator you think it's going to be another elevator fight scene uh like in the winter soldier but then he takes the staff and leans over to uh uh sit well or whatever and says hail hydra killed me got the whole audience going yeah that great. i mean that was that was a moment because yeah he got an elevator i was like oh we're gonna get to see this scene again and it's gonna be great yeah, when he says hail hydra to get the thing <laughs> i was like that's tremendous and then ends up running into himself in the past and cap so two captain and that's another thing like i love that part and i'm not a huge captain america guy but like seeing him fight himself the part he was like the past captain was like, I could do this all day. And like, he's like, I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty tremendous and, and using, you know, his, himself essentially against himself was great. Um, and all those parts. And did you catch, I don't know if you, I didn't catch it the first stream, but the second viewing the Matthew Barry cameo. I didn't where, where was that at? He's okay. So, you know, when then they have uh, the cosmic cube and they're down in the lobby, of the Avengers Tower and um, Robert Redford's character comes to collect it. He's like his main bodyguard standing right <laughs> next to him. He doesn't have a line. He doesn't have a line at all, but he has like three or four minutes of screen time that he's just like there standing next to Robert Redford, like looking like a security guard. And it's just like when I caught it yesterday on my second viewing, I just laughed. It's like, it's so weird to see him. There. Yeah. I did not catch that. I was, uh... I don't know. I wasn't really focused on the the sub characters in that. I was kind of more focused on what was happening because I was at that point I was somewhat confused as to what was going on um, in terms of like what angle they were going with with Ant Man trying to get Ant Man to uh, past Tony Stark in the lobby and stuff like that before finally showing yeah. that he was trying to give him like a hard attack in order to get the briefcase from him. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, uh, those were great you know like i said you know they go end up going back farther in time because they lose which sets up the loki series with loki getting the cosmic cube and kind of vanishing um yeah uh, as you know he's not yeah 
it's not the future. He's not dead. Yeah, so. I mean, that's another thing. Like they, And we'll get to another part later on, but they set up for these Disney Plus streaming service series very well in this film. Like those, very They tie well. in so perfectly, uh, which is great. Uh, that's awesome to see going forward that we have a direction already for those. But yeah, so, you know, Loki goes back in time. Uh, and in order to go back to get it, they go far, farther back in time. Like I had mentioned, you know, Tony Stark. Um, and Captain America going back to the 70s, I believe it was. Um, yep, 1970. To the base where Captain was created and uh, where Howard Stark worked um, and Howard Pym worked, or Hank Pym, um, in order to get more Pym particles and all that stuff. And, you know, we see the Stan Lee cameo with him being a hippie driving past the base saying, make peace, not war and stuff. So that was really great. Um, then we got for my second viewing, we got an intermission, which was nice, uh, right after that. But I mean, that whole thing was really cool to see. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, we're, we're pretty far right back into the next thing. Uh, we're going pretty head fast into the end game essentially for the, the film. Um, and another part yeah. where it breaks down. Cause after this happened, I was like, Oh wow. Like we're almost done. We're really not almost done, but uh, everything after that goes by so quickly that it, it's un, unreal. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add towards this part of the film before. A lot of the stuff I have remaining to say is more towards the end, but. I mean, yeah, not really. Oh, well, we're still getting to them getting with the stones uh, with. Like you said, it was cool. Nebula. I I loved when they're on Morag and you could see. uh you know, Quill going to get it and him singing along. And then they draw back and you just hear him singing along to like the silence of the planet. <laughs> and Rhodey looks over Nebula and goes, so he's an idiot. And <laughs> and they just knock him over the head. That part uh, was hilarious. And then such such a going to Voromir with Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow. I mean, it's that's I, I first Thursday night showing I like ugly cried there. Like my it was very emotional for me. I mean, seeing them fight over who's going to sacrifice themselves for the stone and then her finally going, it was just like, I I thought that I was like, oh, this would be a good way, you know, kill off Hawkeye, you know, he's not the most fan favorite or whatever. And then she died, man. It, yeah, that kind of bummed me out. I was like, oh, good, Hawkeye's going to die. I don't really care about this character. No offense to Jeremy Renner, um, but... It's just like yeah. I was like if I had what to pick where these is... characters live, I was like I guess, I guess since Black Widow is getting a solo like pre movie or whatever, um after this and some point in the future here, um I guess it makes sense that like this would be the end of her character and then she'll get her like one stop movie or whatever, um. But yeah, I was like, well, yep. if I had to pick one of these I'm... characters, that I have no qualms about Hawkeye leaving us, uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, he was at his best in this movie, but it was still just kind of like, ah, it's okay if he dies. Yeah, and uh, I, like on the second viewing, I went with some friends, and, and my one friend, Jacob, had brought up a good point that it never really always feels like, it never feels like we ever got the full potential of Black Widow um, in really any of these movies, and I kind of understand that. Um, and to kind of see her end up dying instead of Hawkeye, who I guess also we never really got full potential for, but it was also like a character that was like, he shoots arrows really good. Like, I don't care that much, I guess. Um, it's whatever, but yeah, yeah uh, that was another part. 
that bummed me out. It wasn't one of the moments that I cried, but I was definitely like, ah, this kind of sucks. Oh, yeah, no, that that moment got me. It was first one of the movie. The other points where I leading up to, I got choked up. Um, but that was the first one that got me. Um, but yeah, no, going into the, we're getting into the, the end game now of actual stuff. So I'll let you go. Uh, don't really have a whole lot. Obviously, you know, um, we get the way that, you know, Nebula, Nebula ends up old Nebula, I guess, ends up going back with the Avengers, um, through the quantum realm back to real time and ends up getting old Thanos into the new time, uh, (laughs) and all that stuff. So that was fun. And then we end up kind of getting the end game. Um, outside of that, uh, trying to think of what else I really have to say. Um, you know, they go and fight Thanos, uh, Thor, Captain and Iron Man, which was really cool. That it was just those three while, um, Hawkeye tries to get the gauntlet out, um, away from Thanos. Um, and I thought having this symbolism of Thor, Captain and Iron Man being the ones fighting him there was awesome. That was so great. And they're f- defeated essentially. Obviously I'll, I know the moment you want to speak on, so I'll just let you have it, the floor for it. <laughs> I was thinking, man, I was like, oh, please don't say it. Let me say it. Don't say it. it. So, yeah, the great symbolism there, having the three of them walk up. You know, we kind of saw that in the trailer. Um, it was really cool seeing them go up against them, and they do basically, it's the three of them that are getting beat. And at one point, though, you see, um, similar to the end of infinity war except thanos is up against thor with the stormbreaker pushing the axe into him and it's almost at the point where it's piercing into his chest and you see the mjolnir get up and fly and hit thanos and fly back boom captain america is holding the mjolnir has his shield in his one hand and his mjolnir in the other and it just i screamed just out of pure excitement and joy so loudly thursday night I mean, it's, so did a lot of the audience, but like, frick, put that on a poster. I'll put it in my bedroom. I loved it. I was so excited to see that and then see him just start to whoop Thanos with the, <laughs> briefly whoop Thanos with both the Mjolnir and his shield. It was so cool to see. I mean, oh, I loved it. And it was, that was one of my, like I said, one of my favorite shots of cinema history, just seeing him having it come back. Yeah, you you were those. very, and like, I can, I saw it I like before it happened, <laughs> I, like I braced for your reaction. Cause I know it was something you were really excited for. And like, as he was piercing into his chest, I was like, this is, this is, it's happening now. Like, this is where it's happening. Cause I was like, I don't think Thor's dying at least right now. Um, if he were to, but, Oh yeah, I mean that no, that moment was awesome, and I mean there's a little moment later on where uh, Captain has Stormbreaker and Thor has Mjolnir, and Thor just looks at him and goes, "No, you take the small one," um, and then gets Thor- Stormbreaker back. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, but yeah, I mean that was awesome, and obviously you know they are defeated, oh. and Thanos' entire army of millions and millions of characters get to the point they're like he shredded cap shield down to like half of it like this thing that's been invincible yeah, i mean his the entire, razor blade all the different that movies thing just, hell just like it got brought down to half of it that was just sharded then and you see the part in the, that's in the trailer where he tightens the shield 
uh, leather straps around his arm, and you just see this massive picture of Cap standing there, and in front of him is then Thanos, and behind Thanos is his entire army and all the ships and stuff, and it's just like, in that moment, I was like, Cap's gonna this die. Is, this, this, is, <laughs> this is it. Right here, he's gonna die. I I was like, trying to prepare myself and hold myself in then i was like this is this is the end this is where yeah. you're gonna die yeah and then the greatest um, thing happens. we hear you know sam wilson call over cap's radio asking if cap was there and in that moment the theater lit the hell up i mean it was like it and was like a game like, winning touchdown left. in that theater um and you start to see the the portals from Doctor or Doctor Strange form and all the Avengers, and this is the first moment in the movie that I really cried, and it was not sad crying; it was happy crying. I was like, "Yes, yes, yes, yet!" Yeah. Like it's such an amazing moment because yes, you see so Captain much and yet. those guys standing there, and there's just oh, hundreds and hundreds of these creatures coming and at it's, them. Oh man so many portals opening and all, every yeah, single I mean every that, every I mean, character every single character coming in out the MCU that's a superhero in some fashion comes through the only character i noticed on the the second viewing that didn't come through that wasn't in this at all was uh Lupita Nyong'o's character from Black Panther she wasn't in this at all but the other black character black panther characters came through but i mean just seeing them all come through was just like and you get this massive shot then of all of them lined up. And Cap says it. Cap says we've been waiting for for years. I mean, they're all lined up there. And he's like, Avengers, assemble. And then they all just go. And it's just epic battle starts. And it's yeah, the greatest I, and, thing and, ever. You know, with and that's what makes it so great. Like it the battle was awesome because you see all these characters all well done throughout. Um in this fight for their lives. And while this is all happening, we're still worried about the infinity gauntlet, you know, is still out there. Hawkeye's running with it and all that stuff. And I thought that was, it's such a great subplot within the big battle of, of showing that and stuff. But, um, yeah. And then we end up seeing, you know, he passes on the black Panther and then black Panther passes on the Spider-Man who passes on the captain Marvel who returns. um, and I know that's something Never, you... a little, <laughs> little late, but I mean, it's just in the nick of time. No, but, but at uh... the same time, I get it because, you know, earlier in the, the movie, we hear her mention after, you know, they had killed Thanos and it was five years later or whatever. She mentions, you're not going to see me for a while. You know, she's out there in space, which I assume her coming back would be probably, you know, she's in the big battle. Yeah. And she's getting, if they're all revived, she's probably getting the message from, um fury's beeper um at that point going forward Maybe. and that's why she would return because outside of that i don't know why else she would know that that was happening in that moment if it's she true. wasn't there in the first one or in infinity war yeah. so <clears throat> that's to me when i saw i was like okay that kind of makes sense why this is the moment she's coming back because she now she's getting that beeper uh because everybody is where they dusted so Assuming that would be the case, you know, that would be the moment. Um, or at least in some yeah, way, Fury would be saying, hey, you know, sending out a message to her. Um, uh, I loved with, uh, when Spider-Man came back and he ran up to Iron Man then. Um, 
and I mean, you know, one, one Tony was so happy to see him, see him, because you know, throughout the whole movie, he was like, "I lost the kid, it was my fault," and all this stuff. And he comes back through, it, and he starts telling him, he's like, "Tony, Mister Stark, Mister Stark, like, I don't know what happened, like, you know." I like started like dust away. I must have passed out or something because then I woke up and Doctor Strange was there and he's like, "It's five years later. We got to go." And he starts doing that that spinny circle thing with a yellow and it's our glow. And we walk through and the, here we are. And then they they embraced and hugged and it was just a nice happy moment. He's like, "Oh, this is nice." It was, it was a hilarious part that ended. It was just a nice little thing. Yeah. Um. And another thing I wanted to tie in there. Um. You know, obviously he passes on the gauntlet to Captain Marvel and stuff. And then we get another amazing moment. Where he mentions about how, you know, good, good luck getting that thing through all those people. And then every female superhero within the franchise. Like she has help. Comes and helps her try to get it to her, to the van, which is in, in the middle of the pit. Is it's like behind is Thanos, basically. Scott Lang's I mean. van to try and get the uh, stones back to the time that they have to go. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, that was such an awesome part to see it's all of them come cool, together. Cool we moment. also see an awesome moment where Scarlet Witch takes on Thanos, mentioning how she, she took everything. Uh, he took everything from her. And then he, he says, I don't even know who you are. Because granted, I mean, he doesn't at that time. It's, it's 2014. Yeah, Thanos, so so I mean, uh, that was awesome. She's like, oh, you will. Um, I don't know. And then finally, you know, another ominous one he gives iron man looks at dr strange who gives him the one and for the one time the like the one outcome where they win thanos has the gauntlet on about the snap and then iron man attacks the gauntlet switches them and takes the stones on his own and snaps thanos and all of his people away and it's incredible it's sad it's, but it's um, the most and this is another reason why it's 100 out of, it's the most perfect ending the original guy that started this entire franchise 22 movies what ends it i mean you know does the stones kills thanos's entire army with the snap and passes away and then we get you know the yeah. funeral scene after that and that's where i i ugly cried because love iron man um and that was just so emotional it was so awesome too to see um yeah leading up to going into that like i loved you know thanos had the gauntlet and he was captain marvel's going off and he tried to like headbutt her and she just like ate the headbutt like just nothing didn't even flinch um but then he took the power sword and hit her and then when she flew iron man he <laughs> she- took- she oh yeah he took power stone and he punched <laughs> her and she was poof, just the power stone was as powerful and then you know iron man goes and swaps the stone somehow onto his hand and when he holds it up before it snaps like because thanos his last line before he snapped he was like i am inevitable and then iron man had the stones and right first he goes i am iron man which is just a great callback to the first movie and then snaps like you said and it's just you slowly start to see his whole army disintegrating and stuff. And it gets to Thanos. He goes to sit over, which I think is one thing that kind of shows how powerful he is. Like it was like a minute later until he starts, like he goes, sits and he's like, ah, oh, this is, this is the end. This is coming. And he dust and disintegrates off. And then you look over and Iron Man's there yeah. on the ground dying because 
he's a mortal man and he can't handle the infinity gauntlet using all those stones yeah i mean and that's the thing like i i like the symbolism of you know thanos just kind of walking over to a stone and just sitting down and waiting for it like there's nothing he can do like i mean he he lost and uh, that's kind of been the way his whole character is because it's it's just he's nonchalant about everything so it's one of those things that it's like and you're sitting there and he hasn't disintegrated yet so you're kind of at the same time going is it gonna is he not dead because i mean he is a titan like so you know uh, you don't necessarily maybe he can't i don't know but that's awesome you know obviously we get uh pepper and uh peter parker you know going over to dying iron man and stuff and, comes over, and yeah. then the funeral scene after that which is that's, emotional yeah that's rough that was the second time i cried i mean it's just the whole that whole like 10 minute part from him dying on the battlefield to them going into the going into the funeral scene panning over everybody and then with happy sitting there with his daughter I saw somewhere that I was like, he asked her what she was, she was hungry. And she's like, I want some cheeseburgers, which I didn't connect at first. But then when I saw after the fact, like in the first Iron Man, when he, you know, was taken by terrorists and came back, like the first meal he wanted was cheeseburgers. And so it kind of like related back to that and how it's showing the similarities there, which is like kind of broke happy, which was just <sighs> that, that whole sequence was just so emotional. A freaking person walked out to go to the bathroom at that point, and I wanted to scream at them on my viewing yesterday. But, oh, I know. it's uh, Yeah, I mean, hmm. outside of that, obviously, you know, we kind of get to the end. Uh, Captain set to go back through the portal to um, take the stones back to where they're supposed to go never comes back we see him you know sitting on the bench as an old man talking about how he wanted to get a little bit of that life um and stuff that they talk about beforehand uh obviously we get symbolism of the ring that he has um and the the obvious you know happy ending for the uh chris evans captain america character which was again another another perfect ending for this um and he, you know, gives the the shield to uh, Sam Wilson Falcon, which now sets up for the Falcon Winter Soldier TV series as, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier are there. Um, which I won't be surprised as if they'll later rename it to Winter Soldier and Captain America. They yeah, that, that. that could certainly um, happen. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I know that's been highly rumored. Um, so, I mean, that was pretty cool. Thor passes on kingship well technically queenship to <laughs> valkyrie which is awesome so i hope we get to see a lot more of her in the future um, new Asgard, yeah. and thor and guardians 3 he ends up joining the guardians on their ship uh we get a absolutely hilarious so much um dialogue between <laughs> thor and uh peter quill on the ship that's you know aided by nebula and drax talking about they should fight to the death for who should who should be the captain of the ship and then yeah obviously you know mantis talks about they should use knives in the fight um the asgardians of the galaxy yeah i mean it's i as soon as that happened that was probably all my sadness went away because i was like oh my like (laughs) 
I pray he is in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I uh, know, like, reading up on it, because I was curious, I was like, oh, like, is this confirmation? And I know that um, Hemsworth has talked about, like, he would definitely do more if, if Taika Waititi is involved, because he loved that direction that he took the Thor franchise in. Yeah. Um, and how he wants to work with him again, which, I mean, I could see, obviously, James Gunn's directing, but um, I could definitely see him ending up uh, if they do this, if not, obviously it would just be like he gets dropped off somewhere and that's the character. Like, so they left it open ended. Um, and I mean, I could see, I could see them bringing, you know, take in for something, whether it be Korg or something else in that fashion, um, and do more Thor stuff. But I really hope he joins the guardians. Cause that is, that would have me even more excited for that film than I already am. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great exchange. Another one of the, the endings there for the an original Avenger that this one also kind of leaves, you know, obviously open ended just in case. But we knew Evan's contract ran out and he wasn't renewing to, to do more stuff as the Captain America character. So we got that ending. Downey Jr. ends an 11 year run as Iron Man, which has been extremely profitable for his brand uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think the movie just ended with that perfect shot. You know, there's like you said, came full circle with Captain America's story, and he's there getting that dance that he's with Peggy that he's been wanting since the first Avenger, and it's the end with the nice little like kiss there, and it's the end of the movie, and it's just a nice, nice way to tie it up. I loved it. I mean, it was so. Yeah, I mean it. It's. So. <sighs> It's really well done fan service on level 100. I mean, it, because yeah. I mean, it, it all makes sense. Everything makes perfect sense at the end. Um, and, you know, they, they close out characters that aren't going to be back perfectly and, and open things up for characters going forward uh, outside of the original Avengers. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just so well done moving forward, much like most of them have ended up being, but. Uh, it's just such a tremendous film. Um, go check it out. So good. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably have saw it already. And I apologize that we, I feel like probably said the entire movie the whole way through here, but we did, we went through the whole plot, but oh, well, yeah. Um, it's great. So, I mean, that's all I really have for, uh, for the spoiler side of the things, this whole episode, um, big episode, obviously, like I mentioned, this is our Super Bowl. We probably will never have an episode as big as this. I, can't imagine um uh yeah i don't know what would we haven't come close we're right now just over an hour and a half so i mean i think the longest we've had was just over an hour before so it's i don't think we'll ever have anything this big or even movie wise this big of a thing so yeah so uh anyway everybody you know have a great week um Go see Endgame. Yeah, if you haven't and you listen to this, go see Again. Endgame because we don't do it justice. We probably made it sound pretty horrible, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Fantastic film. Um, and if you have, let us know on social media, like what your opinion on it was. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, you know, if you didn't like it, I fully expect you to explain your reasoning because I see some people oh, dissing yeah. it online, but nobody wants to give a reason why. So please give me a reason exactly. why. Uh, if you plan on dissing just, it, the people if you mind, liked it, they complain about plot holes, which what plot holes? They just don't understand. So they're calling things plot holes. It's ridiculous. if you did enjoy it. Also, please tell us why. <laughs> um, 
yeah thanks brian for the interruption <laughs> sorry little, little rambling. um but yeah anyway everybody have a great week uh we will be back next week with uh the netflix movie coming out on friday extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile um as well as a review for long shot the new seth rogan film uh and check out our social media pages facebook uh roll the credits podcast twitter at roll underscore credits pod and on instagram at roll credits pod um on those platforms we have released a full rundown of our scheduled reviews for the next month as i had mentioned at the beginning of the episode Uh, a few extra things will be tossed in there as well we'll get to but ones that we know our major releases are on that list. Anyway, everybody have a great week. Um, go check out Avengers a hundred more times. Uh, let's beat dumb James Cameron's alien Smurfs. Yep. Go do it. Bye everybody.